Sports Podcast. She is Charlotte Wilder. I'm a man who correctly predicted the Bucks <laughs> would win the NBA Finals in six games, along with like five other predictions, Charlotte. But uh, let's not focus on those. Let's focus on me saying Bucks in six. They Don't even it. bring this up. Why would you even bring this up? They, they I, the did. only thing I remember you saying about the NBA Finals, Mark, is Bucks in six. Bucks in six, baby. Uh, I want to warn both our listeners and you, Charlotte, more, mostly you, Charlotte, that I have Uh-oh. takes today. Boy, do I have <laughs> takes. This is a show that we usually try to have some fun. We usually yeah. talk about uh, Sir Thomas Lipton losing America's Cup, yeah. um, Yosemite Sam, live action movies, yep. stuff like that. But uh, the NBA Finals are over. The Milwaukee Bucks are champions. Small Market Mark is very excited about this. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to mm-hmm. have some takes for you because uh, I think – I'm going to tease it with this. Giannis Antetokounmpo has saved the NBA, Charlotte. Five years after – I was after, waiting for that. Five years after Kevin Durant ruined it and was just throwing dirt on the NBA's grave – and I'm lost in I'm lost in the wilderness, just wandering around. Where can I turn for professional basketball? Yes. yes. Where? What do I do? What about me? What about the common man? What about the salt of the earth man? What about the people that doesn't love the super teams? That's not a coastal elite guy. That doesn't want to. That, that doesn't. You know that that uh, that I don't care about these players' brands. I don't care. I don't care. I don't want to care about your brand. I want to be entertained. Give me good basketball. And finally, at long last, Giannis says. Mark Titus, I'm your guy. I got you. So uh, I'm excited to talk about Giannis because he is he is the most like is he, he's uh, recency bias. Giannis Antetokounmpo might be the most likable superstar athlete of all time. Like this guy no, cannot miss right now. That's not recency bias because in my notes for the show I have written down: Is there anyone who even comes close to being as likable as Giannis? And it's this is before he was a champion. Yeah. I think when you look back at all of the, I mean. We'll get there. We'll, we'll get, get there. there. We'll get there. That's we have just to a first, teaser because there are first like a few headlines that we don't want to talk we don't about, but talk that about. we have to mention. Yeah. Like we have to mention because like people listening will be like, damn, I can't believe you guys didn't touch on this. Um, you, you you only talked about the finals. We want to make sure that you guys understand we are aware of these things going on. We just don't want to talk <laughs> about them um, because we want to talk about Giannis. So yeah. uh, what are some things we don't want to talk about this week? The first thing we don't want to talk about that I am that I desperately want to talk about, but that we really don't want to talk about is Aaron Rodgers turning down $2 million. I almost said $2 million. No, wow, he turned, that's, not how, that's like $1 million. This contract in 1968. <laughs> <laughs> He turned down $2 million and a pack of cigarettes. No, he turned down a two-year contract extension that would have made him the highest paid player in the NFL. He also, there was an article about his fiancee, Shailene Woodley, that came out in which she said that she had never watched a game of football before she dated Rodgers. And my question to you, Mark, is, is that... First of all, I think she's lying because she said the she's same lying. thing that she said she'd never seen a rugby game before she dated her ex-boyfriend who was a rugby oh, player. I also oh. think though that if you were a human being in America and you've been in a bar before, you've yeah. probably accidentally seen football. Do you I, think it's possible that she hasn't seen a football? I love if Aaron Rodgers was like, and and I had never seen a movie before or a TV show. <laughs> I'd never watched anything, any movie or TV show before I started dating Shailene. So it's, just, it's a match made in heaven that we were both very ignorant of each other's careers. Uh, no, I don't, I don't think she's, I, th- there's no way that's true, right? How's but if it po- is, it, I, I want it to be true because I think that's great content. I think if Shailene did like a YouTube 
uh, a YouTube channel this year during the season where she just kind of like explained things she's learning about football throughout the season. She's like, all right, so this is my first season watching football. I got to support my, are they engaged? Yes. They, they, yeah. My fiance got to support my fiance. Um, let me, I'm going to explain what I learned this week. All right. This week there are 11 guys on the field for each team. Uh, <laughs> that's all I know. Uh, next week, uh, next week, yeah. more about kickers. <laughs> no, I, I think you're right. I would, the problem is if she did that, this podcast would stop being about that's anything, true. but Shaylee, it would be a reaction podcast. That's true. That's true. Football <laughs> YouTube videos. We do. Like, yeah. We, we get Shaylee, we convince her to do like live videos and then you and I just piggyback on it. And we do like the, after the, you know, like how, how the, 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 those reaction shows used to be a thing, right? Well, like with Game of like, Thrones and like other, they're, the they're, ringer did one for big little lies, one, which for big she little, was in. Yes. So this yes. would be the same thing, but a little we, more sporty. We do that for that. We're like, we're, we're the, the the immediate reaction videos to yes. Shailene Woodley's <laughs> football breakdown. Uh, yeah, I don't believe her. I'm with you because it's it's football is such a uh, uh, we were talking about this with Ben Verlander. I, I mentioned it very quickly about how baseball has been is, is now treated as a niche sport. And um, I, I as a college basketball guy have to deal with like people saying like, you know, you cover a niche sport and all that. And my my point is that I think every sport is a niche sport other than the NFL. Every single sport in this country. I don't care how popular you think you are. The NFL is the only sport that is like, that seeps into all of our lives, whether we want it to or not, because it's just such a cultural deal in this country. And to that point, I think Shailene Woodley, if you have any social life whatsoever, which I, I assume she does, at some point, not, you don't have to be into football. At some point, you're going to be put in a position where someone has a football game on. Are you? Well, are you nuts? I, like I, I hope you're. I hope you're right. I hope that the greatest possible outcome here is if she hasn't, because I want to know how. Like I know she's very crunchy. Like she doesn't use soap or something. There was something about yeah. soap at some point, or like she loves the environment, and you know maybe football's bad for the environment. Like I don't yeah. know. You know maybe that's like a part of her. Her, her her core <laughs> beliefs but i i would love to know what because in the article she was like i didn't know it was going to be such a big deal i didn't know people were going to care so much and that's, i'm like that's impossible that, how, that is impossible what? but like so it's frustrating to you and i to for to, to hear her say that but do you think there is a a, a tipping point moment where shailene woodley could be so ignorant on all sorts of things that it's actually like kind of endearing where yes. she's just like, I, I had no idea that like, like who, Lady Gaga, is that her name? Like, who is she? I've never heard of her. I Does think it would be adorable. Music? You know, like she keeps she doing that with like leave. all these, all these things that, that exist, that she's just kind of like, I never heard of it. Never. Yeah. I, Harry, no, Harry I Potter? Think... Is he, he's a, he's a wizard or is he a magician? He's a, he's an actual, I wouldn't know. Never heard of him. Did you say, <laughs> is he a wizard or a magician? Yeah. What is it? Yeah. <laughs> That's one of the funniest things I've ever heard said about her. <laughs> You're a magician, Harry. Yeah, but that's Shailene, though. That's Shailene. She's like, I've never heard of, I, I have no idea what you're talking about. Because I do think there's a point where if Shailene just keeps like living under, a, you know, like the more she's living under yeah. a rock, instead of being like, how is that? Instead of like getting mad, you're like, oh, this is adorable. You know nothing. <laughs> oh, it's like watching a baby giraffe learn how to walk. Yeah, it's yeah. like, she, she wasn't she in that movie where she lives on a sailboat for a little while? Yeah, that's right. It's yeah, like she, her real life was yeah. that she was just on a sailboat in the middle of the Pacific with no satellite or yeah. whatever. Yeah. There you go. Beautiful. Maybe. Life imitates art. 
Um, I do think, though, in terms of his turning down the money real quick to get back, not to get back to sports. I know that's very disappointing. Um, I this is what we've said the whole time. This isn't about right. This is about Aaron Rodgers feeling disrespected. He doesn't like that's it. That's the yes. bottom line. He's retiring. Yes, I agree. He's what, done. Is that what we said? Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> he's going By to play. disrespected, I mean, I meant retiring. He's going to play for the Minnesota Timberwolves so he can team up with his buddy Cat. Is uh, what what we've covered on the show. He's, he's pivoting to basketball with a, a T cap. Cat with a T, not cap. Cat. Are you saying cap or cap? Cap, cap. <laughs> um, he also is now an NBA champion because he is he owns one percent of the Bucks. It's wow. How about that? So he's a one percenter, huh? Learned, yeah, <laughs> I learned that this morning. He owns one percent of the Bucks. How does that? How does that, that's, I want to own 1% of the book. <laughs> I like mean, I'm sure you can, if you like can come much, up with the money. Yeah. 1% if you can come up with a million dollars, yeah. then maybe, <laughs> I don't know how much the bucks are worth. Do you have to, cause that is, hold on. I want to flesh that out a little bit because yeah. um, if Aaron Rodgers celebrated the Bucks winning the title and was like, I'm mm-hmm. an NBA champ. If he wanted like a replica Larry O'Brien trophy <laughs> to put in his, I would argue that it's well within his rights to want that. He's a part owner of the team. But I think most of America would be like, that's absurd and ridiculous. You own one percent, dude. Like you're not an actual owner. But no one would stop. Who's the who's the Bucks owner? Is it is it uh, Lazary? Someone Lazary? Yeah. Or um, or Eden? Who's Mallory Edens? Isn't that isn't her yeah, family the owner? I just know Mallory Edens is like two, you know, older white guys. Point is, if those those people uh, are celebrating, they obviously are. They, weren't they part of the celebration and raising the yeah. trophy and all that? Like nobody, the majority owner, no one's no one says like, "Why are you celebrating, dude?" No one's thought it's it, duh. So what? Where's the threshold, Charlie? How much of the team do you have? Let's gatekeep for a second. How much <laughs> of the team do you have to own as a minority owner um, to 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 celebrate a championship? And people aren't like, "What? I don't get it." What? Yeah. Here it is. First of all they should have let Aaron Rodgers on there. If anyone's worried about NBA ratings, put an NFL player who owns mm. part of the team on mm. the court. How incredible would it have been to watch Giannis and Aaron Rodgers just like pal around on the court? Everybody yeah. wants that. So what I, my answer to you is that you have to own, you have to be not a famous person who owns over, let's go with over 55% of the team to be on the floor celebrating or Whoa. you're famous and you own 1%. 1%. Like if, 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 if Drake owned a part of that, I wouldn't be mad that he were there cause he was famous. And I'd be like, that's pretty funny. So, so if the guy who invented like uh push pops say, I don't know why that comes. Yeah. Out. <laughs> no, that's incredible. The guy who invented push pops, uh, bought seven and a half percent of the bucks. And he's a I would seven not and a half let percent him owner. And he's like, I did my team. This court. is my team. I own seven and a half percent. Like, I can't. And they're like, sir, no. Get push pop guy, please. No, please, please. But if, but if, um, what are those things? You know, those things that not the push pops, but like the frozen, the long tubes of oh, the juice. ice, the ice. What the are long- those? Freeze pops? <laughs> Freeze pops. Yeah. I think, uh, tubes of yeah. juice. But if the guy who owned those, owned 60% of, I mean, yes. if the guy who founded Freeze Pops owned 60% of the team, I'd be like, sir, right this way. Okay. And Push Pops guy would be like, what? And I'd be like, you only own 7%. So <laughs> up your freezer game, man. Also, for you know, the Freeze Pops are better. They're, they're just a better treat. They're I prefer just, them. I prefer them. You can have a thousand of them. You can't have a thousand Push Pops. I mean, no. 
I tried. Once you know what's gross though? What? <laughs> what's what's gross is when the freeze pops melt and they are just tubes. They're of just juice. juice. Yeah, yeah, that is kind of gross. It's a little dissolution. <laughs> Should we spend the next hour to an hour and a half Probably. discussing freeze pops versus push pops? Yes. Um, I didn't think. About, I just thought about this too because you were talking about Aaron Rodgers being on the court. I remember in 2015, I was at uh, I was in in Los Angeles for. Um, Arizona playing Wisconsin and then lead eight game. Wisconsin beats Arizona to go to the the final four for the second year in a row. Um, and Aaron Rodgers was in the crowd with whoever he was dating at the time. Olivia Munn. Olivia Munn. And he was decked out in Wisconsin gear. And I remember like scratching my head thinking like, is this okay? Because this man went to Cal. This man did not go to the University of Wisconsin, but he's the Packers quarterback. And he was... He had adopted the Wisconsin basketball team as his own. And my point being, Charlotte, that Aaron Rodgers has has shown that he loves the Badgers. He has shown that he he loves the Bucs. He owns part of the Bucs. And I just find it fascinating that this man has just like planted his roots so firmly in Wisconsin. And yet Green Bay, he's throwing up double middle fingers to the Packers organization. It's like, get me the hell out of here. Interesting. It's very interesting. It's fascinating, but if you think about it, it also could be a very, very long game play Ooh. because because if Aaron Rodgers is trying to convince him, if he's spent, you know, 10 years, 16 years, however long he's been there, just being like, I'm the Wisconsin guy, you would think that maybe in his head, he's like, okay, so if I'm pulling the plug on this, if I'm not accepting their offers, if I'm refusing to come back, fans know it's not because I wasn't all in or I wasn't all in on the small ah, market. It's because they point. screwed me over so bad that I simply morally can have nothing to do with it. It's almost like, you know, when you're a camp counselor and you're like funny and fun most of the time, but then like that one time where you're like, you got to get off the roof. The kid yes. like gets off the roof. Like right. maybe that's the situation that he's trying to go for. That's right. So when Sam Decker hit the big shot against Arizona, the dagger, and Aaron Rodgers just lost his mind and threw his arms in the air in 2015, he was thinking six years later, I'm going to hate the franchise I play for and I want all the Wisconsin people. Yes. I got you. Yep. yep. 100%. Galaxy exactly brain move thing. by Aaron. Um, <laughs> is there anything else we definitely don't want to talk about? Spend any time whatsoever uh, yeah, before we get to I, be honest. This is something I truly don't want to talk about. Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going to the White House. Um, I don't. You truly do not. It hurts. Look at that picture. Bruce Arian, you, how red is his face? What, what the hell is going on there? What, what he's happened? been at a tanning salon. He's been, that's a fake. He's like a tomato. Is that real? Yeah, and then his shirt is like matches his face. Oh like what? what was that? We buried the lead on this one. Why isn't and, he the headline? And I love that he's standing next. To, he, he's the buffer. I think Bruce Arians. How how much? Uh, I, I'm I'm pretty confident Joe Biden had Bruce Arians stand in between him and Tom Brady because yes. Joe, Joe Biden's like I look kind of slick with these aviators on, and that's kind of my brand. And I like to think that I look cool, but if I stand next to Tom Brady, I'm gonna look like an idiot. So Bruce, <laughs> stand in between me and Tom. Look like a tomato. So both of us look good standing next to you. It, I mean, it could also be that, look, is Biden a Phillies fan? I mean, a, um Eagles fan? Oh, good point. He could be like, I really don't like this guy. Also, mm. this is what I wanted to. The reason I don't want to talk about this is because I don't want to talk about how Tom Brady had a Make America Great Again hat in his locker in 2015. And I don't want to talk about how he then. First of all, I will say 
Good that he went to the White House because mm-hmm. he skipped his past two previous visits. Okay, mm-hmm. fine. So he's going to be like, hey, maybe I'm supporting whatever's going on in turn. Like maybe he's like, hey, everybody should get vaccinated. Don't think he said that. Wouldn't be shocked mm-hmm. if Tom Brady thought the vaccine. Well, not, I'm not going to go there. It's not TB12 approved. It, yeah, it, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, but he said, uh, you know, a lot of people didn't think we were going to win. In fact, 40% of the country still thinks we didn't win. He mm. goes, you know what that feels like, Mr. President. And mm. I was like, you have not earned that joke. You, you can't. Yeah. Yeah. Tom, you're like the one guy that can't. Uh, that literally that, that can't make that joke right but at the same time he's tom brady he does what he wants he, he sure that's, does that's how that's how it, is is it controversial to say that i think that nobody should go to the white like no championship like why is that a thing no i think it's weird isn't that kind of weird that we why just like accept you? it as and then it's it's a no-win situation especially now with how divided the country is politically that it's like, just a terrible idea it, I, I don't understand how, who started that. I'm sure someone's written an article about it and I can very quickly yeah. look that up. But very bizarre, isn't it? That like, Do you remember though when when Trump fed the Clemson team fast oh, food? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a government shutdown and there was no one to cook for to your, to your, <laughs> so good. To your point about uh, Biden maybe being a, a Philly fan, I would love that to, to have a uh, president who doesn't invite the team because... <laughs> Like he's like if Obama was a Bears fan and the Packers won and he was like, to hell with that. You're not invited. No, keep your ass back. Like, I'm not, I'm not having the Packers come to my house. Get the hell out I of here. I think that would be the Just, smartest way to drive up your ratings. Yes. Because everyone in America would be like, finally, someone with principles. Yes. Yes. Be like, oh, my God. He, he's Yeah, he sticks to it. And maybe that's a good way to end the tradition, too, of doing this. Just like that's my promise to the American people. If I ever become president and like the Yankees won a title? Hell no. <laughs> You're not invited. No. Same. For the You're record, if I'm president White and the House? Yankees win, no way. Like Alabama, like Nick Saban, get the hell out of here, dude. The Buckeyes are the only team, the only college team that gets invited to the White House. Ohio State. I'll invite the I'll invite Ohio State like if they if they make the sweet 16. I'm like, come on, Ohio no, dude, State. You wouldn't even Duke, like no, you would no stay yeah. home. Dude, you would funnel government funds into the Ohio State athletic department yes, and you would, would try to rig it. And then for four years, Ohio State would win absolutely every. You'd yes. import players from Greece who are like 26 to and, play. Yes. And, and I pay would, them to play as moles. And I would keep getting reelected because Ohio is a swing state. And I like everyone in Ohio would be like, I love this guy. <laughs> like, yes. Done. Boom. Um. <laughs> That's really good. Uh, Speaking of the United States of America, uh, Mm -hmm. the the only other thing I didn't want to talk about was the Olympics starting. I think we're going to, we should, we should talk about the Olympics next week. I kind of wanted to touch on it this week, but we simply do not have the time, Charlotte. We have to get into, we have to get into NBA finals. We don't have time to lollygag and spend like, say, I don't know, 18 minutes talking about God knows what, when the NBA finals just finished and the Bucks won the title. So uh, maybe we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the Olympics next week. Um, I definitely... It, it the the I, I do love that the the cardboard beds have become like the story of the Olympics so far, and I wonder how much longer that will be the case. But it's certainly hilarious that that's the story right now. So it, uh, it's we'll that see. and COVID probably. COVID, I would yeah. say yeah, um, but COVID's like. <laughs> COVID. Just such a constant. Not that it was ever fun to talk. Yeah, that's the one. I, I almost said like COVID's not fun to talk about. I was like, it's never been it's fun not. to talk about. But it's it's been such a constant thing that it's like it's just like yeah, and of course, and of course, also let us not forget about the pandemic. It's like how people. <laughs> 
But the, the cardboard beds are hilarious. Um, I have a friend who's actually a rower for Team USA. Um, mm. We went to high school together. And she's also a doctor. So it's like, what have I done with my life? But she um, posted on her story a picture of the beds. And she was like, they're actually very sturdy. So she was like, I know it's weird that they're cardboard, <laughs> but like, they're kind of fine. Which it's actually I think a nice is a, cardboard. It's like a yeah, good, it's a high quality cardboard. Like, like what the- does it matter if a bed's made of like plastic or cart? Neither is like a nice material. I don't know. I was sort of like, what? A, why is this such a big deal? Like if they're sturdy, who cares? Also, I want to do a quick shameless plug for the story I wrote about that Canadian okay. softball player, Danielle Laurie. It is now on foxsports.com. And, mm-hmm. you know, I really spent a lot of time on that. So if everyone could go click it for me, that would mean a lot. Click it's it. It's also an incredible story. She's a very inspiring athlete. Um, don't give too 34. much away, Charlotte. Don't give too much away. Don't Sorry. Give, okay. Do the tease, but don't like, don't. Don't read the article on air. No one's going to click. Okay, on I'll that. give the I'll give the I'll give the the teaser. She's 34, came out of retirement at 30, has two kids, and she's now in Tokyo going for a gold after 13 years of her and softball being out of the Olympics. I really feel like you just read the whole article. I didn't. <laughs> okay, I didn't. Okay, okay, There's so it. much more it. to okay, it. Okay, I'll read it. I'll read it. Uh please. Read it. I'm begging you. I'm ready. I I want to fire off some takes about the NBA finals because Hit uh me. This is, this is, I, I was beaming. I can't believe how happy I was watching the Milwaukee Bucks um, beat the beat the Phoenix Suns in six games. I, I didn't think I cared who won going into the series. It reminded me of the Super Bowl between the Bucks and the Chiefs where I was like, I don't think I care who won. And then like five minutes into the game, I was like, I think I'm cheering for the Chiefs. <laughs> like I just very quickly, I was like, I don't think, I'm, I don't think I have it in me to cheer for Tom Brady. Whatever. Um, that's how I felt about this. The NBA Finals was uh, I was like, I don't care who wins. Suns, Bucks, and neither one of them will won it forever. Both kind of likable enough. Whatever. Who cares what happens? Almost immediately, I was like, I want the Bucks to win. I need the Bucks to win. Um, and the Bucks won, and I was so happy last night uh, wa- watching it all unfold. And that's just basically how I wanted to start. So I wanted I wanted to talk about the NBA Finals a little bit. Maybe we maybe we talk about this because I find this fascinating. Um, that somewhere around Game Five, Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was game five. I, I, I think that was the moment. A, a a switch got flipped where the Phoenix Suns were America's darling. Yeah. Um, Chris Paul was was being given his flowers. Like that was the hot phrase of of media was give Chris Paul his flowers. Um, and and that's all we were all applauding Chris Paul. You and I spent. <laughs> Google it. Okay. <laughs> Google the searcher to do Chris Paul flowers and watch okay. it just spike. Okay. Okay. Um, we even we even did a show talking about how Chris Paul was like hated for most of his career. At least like was maybe if he wasn't a villain, he was certainly like a pest and annoying mm-hmm. and whined a lot and flopped a lot and just kind of unlikable in general. And suddenly he was likable. And how did this happen? Um, that that was a story. The Phoenix Suns fans were awesome. Everybody loved Suns and Ford guy. Everybody loved the the guy that was tripping on acid and wearing the the shooter sleeve and and the 8K shots is what everyone called it. And I don't think they're actually 8K, but we just kind of ran with that phrase and that's what we're all calling it. Um, everything good vibes coming out of Phoenix. That's what we had. We had great vibes. And then somewhere around game five, uh, right when we get the shot of the Phoenix Suns fan counting money as, as Giannis, is, uh, Giannis is shooting free throws, uh, Chris Paul trying to hit Giannis in the balls as he had the, the awesome alley-oop dunk to seal the game. Like something happened in game five. We're coming out of that game. It was like, oh, forget the Suns. The Suns actually aren't like – everything we just said for the past like week and a half – 
Never mind. Giannis is likable. We love Giannis. We love the Bucks. Check out how cool the Deer District is. Aren't these fans so cool? And like, it just flipped on its head. What happened, Charlotte? Man, I I don't exactly know, except I know that that is exactly what happened to me. A lot of the times I feel like, you know, it it fandom can vary and people can feel different ways about different teams at different times. But this was, you're right, this was a flip and it got switched. And right around the time of the dunk, Giannis misses two free throws. Was a throws. flip that got switched or a switch that got flipped? <laughs> I don't know. I always do that. <laughs> Which is, is it a switch that got flipped? I don't know. It's both. Or a flip that got, a no, flip that got switched. switched. Both. <laughs> it's a switch. The switch got flipped. <laughs> and I think there was something so endearing and also emblematic of who Giannis is as a player, which he doesn't give up on a single play. He is his whole speech about being humble and, you know, not feeling entitled or prideful or Mm -hmm. having an ego and just really playing for the moment that went viral. And first of all, that was an incredible speech. Second of all, it was also a sports writer's writer's wet dream. Like every, every sports writer who's ever written a story about someone's relationship with his father just like absolutely had a conniption yeah. when they read that speech yeah. or heard that yeah. speech. I also though I I felt it. I felt the moment that it happened. Chris Paul, I think was it game 4 that he had all those turnovers? Mm-hmm. Like it, if he had continued playing super well through the whole thing, I think it would have been different, but he flopped. He had those turnovers. He just sort of fell apart in a really uh di- un- it's it was off-putting. I was like, "Why?" Yes. You know, I, I almost yeah, I was joking. But that's that's who he's been always. And I guess right. like I I I'm upset with America for uh it really felt like 7 to 10 day stretch where I was like, "Yeah, you know, I guess Chris Paul winning a ring would be kind of cool. Um, it wouldn't be. And that's what I like. Last night, I was like, no, I, I kind of hate Chris Paul. And I yeah. don't understand how I got sucked in, why we got sucked into thinking like Chris Paul is a likable guy at all. It was the State Farm commercials. I'm frustrated, Charlotte. I was lied to. I was bamboozled. I, I like for, for a moment in time, I was like, yeah, this would be kind of cool. My theory is that we are a nation of front runners. Um, okay. And Chris Paul has been uh, – his whining, his flopping, his his complaining to the refs, his antics, his wh- whatever. All the, 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 the long list of, of things that this guy does that are very unlikable. Mm-hmm. Um we we enjoyed ripping those apart because he would lose in the second round of the playoffs all the time. And it's like fun to do that. Going into the NBA Finals, it felt like the Suns were not necessarily a lock, but the Suns had they beat LeBron James and the defending champion Lakers in round one. They sweep the MVP of the league in round two. Uh, the Clippers are a hot team that just knocked off the Jazz, who are the one seed in the West, and the Clippers are playing really well. They didn't have Kawhi, but like the, the Clippers hit a ton of threes and, and are looking like a pretty strong team, and the Suns kind of have their way with the Clippers. So you're going to the finals. You're like, man, Phoenix is rolling. Meanwhile, Milwaukee uh, entering the finals, Giannis's knee looked like it exploded into a million pieces. And you're like, is, can Giannis even play? He plays in game one, isn't even close to 100%. And you're thinking, all right, so the Suns are going to win. And I think the reason all the Chris Paul love came out right around then is because we as a nation realized whether we whether we like it or not, Chris Paul is about to win a ring. So let's like all just accept it. Let's try to spin it as though this isn't the worst thing in the world. When in reality, 
as the series progressed, I was thinking to myself, can you imagine if the if the Suns win game six tonight? Like as I was watching the game last night, if the Suns win game six and then Chris Paul does win this, I'm going to be pissed. I hate this guy. I realized Same. last night in that moment, Charlotte, and as I was as I was like trying to to as I was so happy that the Bucks won, I realized Chris Paul for me is this generation's Reggie Miller, and you know how much I hate Reggie oh Miller. My God. That's what I realized. That's like the, the guy, meanest thing you personally could say about a basketball player. The guy flops. The guy whines. The guy in press conference conferences like always says like not quite the 100 percent wrong thing like he says the right thing but like if you're watching it you're like you're rolling your eyes and you're like my god dude get over yourself get over like just you know he he, he is not a he's not a, a classy loser he uh th- th- there aren't a lot of things but yet he's a good basketball player so like some part of you is like i do respect his game but last night I was why yeah that, that that was my thought I was like this dude is just Reggie Miller of this of this generation that fly and, and I hated Reggie Miller and I felt like in 1998 to to, to further the analogy in 1998 Reggie Miller um, kind of almost sort of almost beat the Bulls in the Eastern Conference Finals almost and kind he of. he hits a shot to against Michael Jordan in Game Four he pushes off Michael Jordan hits the shot to beat the Bulls. Um, and then Miller, Reggie Miller starts celebrating all that. And I, I felt like during the 98 run, uh, as a, as a kid growing up in Indiana, that felt to me like this Chris Paul playoff run where it felt like people were like, man, this would be cool if like Reggie could knock off Michael Jordan and like finally win a ring. Cause Reggie Miller's never done anything in his career and is actually not that good, but like, wouldn't it be cool if he did this? And then Reggie Miller pushes off Jordan and he celebrates and starts milking his ankle injury. Like he can't walk again when it's like, dude, we just saw you push off Michael Jordan and hit the game winner. Now you're pretending like you can't walk. That was, that was, that was, that to me was Chris Paul punching Giannis in the balls on the alley-oop where I was like, that's right. I do hate you. I do hate you. I forgot. I hate you. I want you to lose. (laughs) Yeah. Because also here's the thing. Like what was Chris Paul winning going to do for anybody? Is that it's like a nice feather in his cap to like, congrats on your long seat. Congrats on being 36 and never having won before. Here you go. Now it it didn't feel like he was, it didn't feel like we briefly wanted him to win because he deserved it, but because it was sort of sad if he didn't get it. And if you think about it, Giannis two-time MVP. He has poured his heart into this. He is so lovable. He doesn't give up. He doesn't flop. And now this is the beginning of him being an unbelievably great player who has already won a championship, will hopefully win more championships. Like with Chris Paul, I'd be like, okay, nice. You got a championship. Cool. With Giannis, it's like, how many can he get? Like it's it's the beginning rather than the end of the story. And I think that that is so... like so, so much more fun. It, it's so it, it, yeah, and I, that's why I'm so mad because I was I was conned into like the the, the Chris Paul love fest, and I, well, I think it, you know. But it, it, let, let me let me let me make you feel better about yourself for a second. Giannis, this was like a tip. This was a rom com, and Giannis was the girl from the '90s rom com who no one really thinks about. No one thinks is like the main love interest. Everyone's focused on like the jock and the cheerleader. And then Giannis <laughs> comes out and he takes off his glasses and he lets his hair down. Okay. And everyone's like, it was you the whole time. It was you all along. It you was were, you, you were right in front of me the whole time. along. Yes. And now everybody realizes it. But it was like, oh my God, we were blinded to like Chris Paul's you know, varsity letter jacket. I don't think, I, I really, as I think back on it, I think that we just, uh, I don't think we liked Chris Paul. I think we were just, it was like a coping mechanism because I, th- I think like the, the saddest scene you can, you can paint as a sports fan is being the hater of the guy who just won the title. 
that yeah. like the guy's lifting the trophy and you're at home with your arms crossed and you're like, I hate that guy. He's such a, <laughs> you know? And I think we were all, we all saw where the series was headed and we were like, I got to get ahead of this. Like, cause if I hate Chris Paul and he's the champion and he finally gets his ring and all that, I'm going to look like such a loser for, yeah. for hating on this guy. So I guess like, I got to admit, like, I guess it's not the worst thing in the world that Chris Paul, he's a good player and he's a hall of famer. And like, I guess it's kind of cool that he's going to win her. And, and I think that's where it happened. And then the yeah. moment game five happened and the, the bucks go up three, two, it's like all that, all the, the weighted vest gets torn off. And it's like, I always hate it. You know, it's like, thank God I can get, I can take this thing off. <laughs> right. You don't have to emotionally hedge on yourself yes, anymore. I don't have to pretend I have, anymore. I can, I'm free to be me. I hate I have you, a Chris. <laughs> I have a question for you. If you're Chris Paul, so during the game, LeBron, you know, and he'd been at game five and he was like tweeting. He was like, I want this for my buddy, Chris, blah, blah, blah. During game six, LeBron tweeted um, the Greek freak is balling or something like Mm -hmm. something along those lines. If you're Chris Paul and you get off the court and you see that your best friend has been like, oh, my best friend's enemy actually playing pretty well and tweeted about it for the engagement and to prove that he was watching the game. How long would it take you to talk to LeBron again? That's a great if you're question. Chris Paul? Uh, that's that's. I think I would feel you, so betrayed. I'd be like, yeah, sure he was, but you didn't have to say it, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He'd you know be like, fun? I get that you're like the face of the league, but speaking speaking of the the Chris Paul LeBron rift, I had a friend uh, tell me this super hot take that like I was <laughs> I was dying laughing, but then I was also like, you're kind of right that what? LeBron is. LeBron is the real Monstars in that he <laughs> he has his two friends, Carmelo Anthony and Chris Paul, who have never mm-hmm. won a title. And part of why they never won a title is because LeBron has sucked up all the talent to build his own super oh teams God. and kept them and sucked up all the titles for himself. <laughs> and I was like, actually- I don't I was like, I don't fully track where you're going with this, but at the same time. I love it. <laughs> I'm laughing, but I'm also like galaxy brain. Like, that yeah, like I don't, so I don't, it's sense. not a perfect analogy, but also Space Jam is in, in, is out right now. So I'll go with it. Let's go. You yeah. Know? <laughs> no, let's roll with that. I also still haven't watched Space Jam. Sorry. I know I was supposed to before recording this. I don't want to, Mark. No, I just now. don't want you to. Now. I think the, the time to watch it was like the weekend it came out. And now, if you don't watch it, because the whole, the whole reason of watching it is just to have the takes. Yeah, and, now and no you one's said it was bad, and it wasn't yeah, no even one... fun bad. And so I'm like, well, then I'm just sorry. It's I'm not, not like, Charlotte, you're not going to find yourself at a cocktail party in late August, and someone's going to be like, so uh, what do you think of the new Space Jam? Like, that's not, like, the, the, the moment for the takes has come and gone, I think. So you're Honestly, fine. Mark, someone already asked me what I thought, and I said what you said. I said, you know, it was bad, and it wasn't even fun bad. And then the conversation was over, and I didn't even have to say I hadn't watched it. So... <laughs> I think that window has closed. But I, I uh, by the way, I when I was yeah. on my, when I was on that boat on Sunday uh, with a bunch oh, of strangers, God, rub it in. Yeah, it was a bunch of strangers. Didn't know any mm-hmm. of them. Uh, yeah. There were these these two women sitting to my right on the boat, and uh, there was a moment of silence where um, the music had been turned down because the guy who owned the boat was like working on something. We had we had anchored the boat, whatever. And uh, it, it, everyone's just kind of silent and just sitting there drinking and just taking in the vibes. And uh, I turn to the to the the two ladies and I go, uh, "So, what do you ladies think about the new Space Jam?" And <laughs> yeah, and it absolutely killed Mark. in my mind. Like I, I I I thought that is the most. No, I was doing it because I was like, "This is the most absurd thing I could ask." Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm so proud me. of you. I'm laughing because I'm proud. I'm like my boy. 
<laughs> they both looked at me like, what the hell are you talking about? Which is the exact reaction I wanted. So uh all you guys out there looking for for some for a classic zinger, that one that one kills. When the when the moment is like just right, just like turn and be like, so uh do space jam, your thoughts. And <laughs> That I, I respect that. You should have led. You told me the story of the boat on Monday, but you actually should have led with that. You asked two ladies on the boat what they thought what of they thought of the new space the jam. new space jam. Yeah. Um. Man. Well, you know, when it comes to LeBron, say like it was so refreshing to have the storyline not be him. Like yeah. I, I have to say that whether it was Chris Paul, whether we were tricking ourselves into Chris Paul, and I was joking yesterday when we were planning this, I was like, we did villains to heroes. Should we just go heroes to villains heroes and have it villain. be Chris Paul Chris again? Paul again, yeah, because yeah. that's basically what it is. But like, I can't think. We touched on this in the beginning. I can't think of a more likable player in Giannis or even team. Like, do you think it's fair to say that the Milwaukee Bucks are? pretty much the most lovable they, overall team right now. They check a lot of boxes, Charlotte. Certainly Giannis helps a lot. Like you, your, your superstar has to be likable. And like yes. I said, I think Giannis might be the most likable. Recency bias, I know, but... No, and, and God, I don't even I hope think he so. I hope he doesn't ruin it. I mean, when Giannis yeah. asks for a trade to the Lakers in four years, I'm going to be so <laughs> devastated. But right now, this moment in time, uh, he might be the most likable superstar of any sport. I've, I like. I, I cannot believe how the 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 picture of him flexing. And every every vein on his body is popping out, and he's just like so hard, and uh, he, he's trying to make like the hardest face in the world. And then he tweets it, and he puts "I almost pooped" as his <laughs> caption. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean, it doesn't get better than that. And I I found myself like tearing up when he was walking around with his two cell phones and his champagne goggles yes. on. Yes, I was like, why am I it's, so moved? Why is this the sweet? And he picked up his kid and I was just like bawling. You know how likable he is, is that he gave that speech about the humility and the ego and pride and, yeah. and whatever. And I think there are very few athletes that can that can do that. And and the cynical people that we are, um, especially like the people that spend any time on the Internet, uh, there are very few athletes that could give a speech like that, and all of us just be like, "Wow, that's that's really awesome." Like if J- like, like imagine imagine JJ Watt saying that exact same thing, how much he would get killed for that? We'd be like, "What a corn dog! <laughs> what a loser, JJ! What if Russell Wilson's up there and he's like, you know, I've always thought that uh, when I look in the rearview mirror, that's my ego." And everyone would be like, okay, loser. You know, we would, <laughs> like, you know, what we you would be saying Russell? on this podcast if Russell Wilson or one of those corny guys had said it, we'd be like, oh, yeah, okay, put that over a picture of nature with yes, an inspirational yes, post. Yeah. We'd be like, okay, did you get that from Google, Russ? Yes, like, yes. But and Giannis, instead, Giannis. It's so authentic. That's the thing. It's it like, is. you don't feel like he's saying that to be because he, he did the calculation that his Q score would go up a point and a half <laughs> if he pretends to be humble or, you know what I mean? Like, there's, right, it's right. Just so genuine and authentic with that guy um and also by the way today uh the morning after winning the title he goes to chick-fil-a orders uh, he's on instagram live and orders a 50 piece chicken nugget or chicken mini whatever it was i don't want 41 or 49 i don't want 51 i want 50 hilarious the guys the guy's it's absolutely so hilarious good. it's so lovable um but yeah, to, to your point about the Bucks in general, Giannis obviously very lovable uh the fact mm-hmm. that they had uh uh they have one top 10 pick on the entire one lottery pick on the entire roster, and and uh, Lopez, he's he he was he was taking tenth. The rest of the guys are all like, not that they were you know not supposed to be here type dudes, but you know it's not. This, this is the furthest thing from a super team you could find, Charlotte. 
for what the same. What was Chris Middleton's? What was his pick or his story? Was, I'm blanking right wasn't now. Wasn't he second? He was second round, I believe. He was believe, second round. Yeah, I was gonna say second round or fifth round, and I was like, he I was think it's he was uh, he was a good college player. Like I definitely remember Chris Middleton in college, but he was yeah. not a guy that like you know as you're preparing for the NBA draft that you're saying to yourself like keep an eye on Chris Middleton. Yeah, he was right. he was 39th overall in 2012. Okay, yeah. And then you've got, didn't Bobby Portis like go home and work out with his mom? Like he wasn't even on. Also, Bobby, can we talk about Bobby Portis for a second? He's this huge dude. He's got sort of, I don't know if... He he looks a little off his rocker. And Mm -hmm. then, and and then he, when he did that little, um, what do you call it? A little like jump set, like... High stepping? High stepping. High stepping down the court. When he was high stepping down the court and... And then gets on the mic after for the celebration, and there he he's chanting like "Let's go Bucks" in yeah, like the most yeah. awkward way possible. I was like, "The bot, this is the Bobby Portis game. Mm-hmm. This is the this is everything we've ever wanted from this this specimen." Yeah. Like, yes. Yes. Where did this guy yes. come from? You exactly. watch him and you're like, what? How yes. is he so enjoyable? Yes. It reminds me of uh, of uh, like watching NCAA tournaments where there's always like guys that pop <laughs> yes. up and you're like, who the hell is this guy? Like I've been watching college basketball all season. I've never yes. once seen this guy and he's out there killing and out there like he's so lo- like, man, I wish I would have known about this guy. Bobby Portis has been around. He's on the Bulls. Like people that if you're really into the NBA – He's not exactly like a guy that came out of nowhere, but close enough. You know what I mean? Like it, it yes. still checks that it still scratches that itch of like, who, what, where's this guy from? Who is this guy? And why is he, you know, why did, why does everybody love him? What's going on here? I, where, where did this come from? Um, there's that Pat Connaughton, by the way, uh, is, is a, a very low. I, I remember him at Notre Dame. He played baseball at Notre Dame, by the way, like he could probably he be in the majors. Uh, playing he baseball. had offers he, to play baseball. Yes, and he stuck with basketball, which like probably like if we're all being honest and we looked at it, we're like, all right, you're what six five white dude. Like, why would you pick basketball and totally. over baseball? Like that doesn't make. And then look at him now, NBA champions. <laughs> Suck it, haters. He had the last left. Uh, um, Drew Holiday, by the way, super oh. like a, like one of the nicest guys in the world. Drew Holiday is. Uh, I don't know. He 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 is he checks all the boxes as well of like a guy that a defensive first point guard that doesn't isn't trying to I mean I I want to say he's not trying to hunt shots but some of these games he really was just like jacking. <laughs> I shouldn't say. I know, like last I know, night he was getting but you know but what like I mean? his like, turnover his steal from Booker where he yeah. just has this like beautiful clutch moment and then he can feed the alley oop to Giannis like Drew that's Holiday, what you want. If you search uh if you search Google Drew Holiday complaining uh, on Google, you get zero results. Drew Holiday is not one of those NBA guys that's like, I'm forcing this trade out of here. I demand more money. This is this is garbage. I need more. Li-. Yeah, he's just exactly. like a guy that that, that makes him likable. You know that like he just he, he he's one of those types of basketball players and 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 just an all around good dude off the court too. So um, I think that it's all of that. And then throw in a, a coach Bud, who anytime oh, this guy gets mentioned. Oh my God! I've never seen a, an NBA champion coach get killed more on the internet than than Budenholzer. Like every no. every every time every other tweet is like his job isn't safe. Yes. It's like yes. is he going to be fired? Yes. And then it's like they. I mean, they're not doing badly. Yes, yes, and and I I guess people aren't wrong. Like if the Bucks probably would have lost to the Nets, he probably would have been fired. But at the same time, um, I'm I'm not saying that like the takes were wrong because. They they probably weren't like at the time you know that that is where he stood within the organization, 
But it just makes him likable in that sense that like this is a guy that just gets crapped on left and right and gets told that like you suck at this dude and you're never going to win the title and Giannis yeah. is a generational talent and you're not going to do anything with it and, and on and on and on. And even as the series started and they're down 0-2 and it's like, God, this can is this guy capable of making adjustments? Is he capable of doing anything right? <laughs> Look at him now, NBA champion. So I don't know, Charlotte. I I, I do think uh uh I, I think you're right. This is this is one of the more likable teams, one of the more likable NBA champions uh, I, I can ever remember. Honestly, like I think I think the Mavericks when they won it with Dirk, yeah. um, when they beat the 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 Heat, the LeBron Heat, like that year was pretty cool too. Like that's the that's the vibe I'm getting from from the Bucks doing it here. Same, and I feel like we were a little blinded to it, you know. And I think probably it had to do with you know you don't want to get your hopes up if Giannis isn't going to be healthy. So I think there's yeah. hedging in the case of Chris Paul, and there's also emotional hedging in the case of not getting our hopes up for Giannis on some level. But watching all these guys yesterday, I was like, how did I not? And I know any box fan listening to this is going to be like, oh, we knew the whole time. Yeah, we were like, yes, I know. Yeah, yeah. I know you did. But I mean, from like a national perspective, if you're just a basketball fan, like it really just hit me last night yeah. how lovable this team is. And and even it sort of makes all of the jokes more fun. Like even even Budenholzer looking like a dad leaving the golf course after like a disappointing round that yes. vibe that he has, you're sort of like even the, and then Giannis saying like, I love you. I mean, the whole thing was just Giannis won the so title in, in his post game press conference. He had the shirt of, I, I, my understanding was that he, he had an, I love, and then a picture of a guy's face. And I think it was the, the bucks, um, like their little local broadcaster that was retiring this year. The guy that's been around, I don't remember his name. I'm sorry. I should have done better God, research. Are you but, serious? Um, I missed that. Yeah. He wore a shirt that just said like, he's holding the trophy. The post game press conference says, I love the, the, the guys. And. Oh my God. Unbelievable. I'm going right? to tear like, up in, all In that moment again. of, uh, the, of triumph and, and the bucks were, Giannis, he's only 26. He's not a guy that, that was, I, I don't think he'd been tabbed with the, he's never going to win the title. He hadn't no. been he hadn't been hit with that yet. He's not old enough, but there definitely was a sense that we were getting close to that territory with the Bucks because Giannis can't shoot free. There was like concerns about can Giannis close games, and and I guess those concerns are semi fair because honestly the whole finals like Chris Middleton was the guy they would give the ball to to hit the big shot. Yep. So yeah, uh, there was there was a fear of like Giannis. Giannis is a great regular season player, but can he can he close games in the playoffs? Can a defensive minded team like the Bucks win? Um, in the NBA where the NBA is like transit, like the Warriors kind of ushered in this new area era of like jump shots and, and mm-hmm. pace and space and all that kind of stuff. Can, can an old school team like the Bucks like win in this era? Um, all that, all of that was forming, Charlotte. It was like a hurricane just slowly starting to form. And we were, we were a year or two away from the Bucks losing in the second round, losing in the East finals, whatever that everyone is going to say that, that this can't yeah. happen. And, I don't know. I, th- that's what makes it so lovable too, is I kind of saw that coming. I saw that like, this was a narrative that was forming. If it wasn't already formed and it makes it like, I, I, they, they really, I, I said it at the top. I genuinely am so excited because I believe I, I want to watch the NBA again. Like I, I, I'm, this isn't hyperbole to me. I genuinely believe for me, for me, this is for me talking. I'm not talking for about small the rest market of, mark, small market mark. Everyone's free to have your own opinion. I don't, that I'm not speaking for the country. 
I'm speaking for myself. Kevin Durant killed the NBA in 2016 when he joined the Warriors. He did. The 2016 was the greatest NBA season of my lifetime. I had never been more in on the NBA. The Cavs, another small market team, take down the giant. It does. It feels weird to call the Cavs an underdog when you have LeBron in your team, but they were. Um, they beat a 73-win team in Game 7 on the road. It was like, oh my God, this is awesome. This was the coolest thing I've ever seen. Three weeks later, less than that, Kevin Durant's like, I'm joining the 73-win team. And I said, NBA sucks. Um, and it's been five years, Charlotte, of, of super teams being formed, guys demanding trades, uh, just kind of all the worst stuff that makes me feel like a boomer when I complain about the NBA because I'm like, this sucks. Like I, The player empowerment era, which is great for the players, and I, I go get your money, go get what it – like I, I'm all for people like wanting to better their lives. But at the same time, it makes the product garbage and I hate this and this is so stupid and guys are sitting out game. And and for five years, Charlotte, I was like, will I ever love the NBA again? And last night when I'm watching Giannis Antetokounmpo win the MVP, score 50 points, hit all of his free throws. I'm watching the Deer District lose their mind. People in Milwaukee are hugging each other. Like you just know like grandsons are calling grandpa saying we did it, grandpa. And like all that. All of those emotions started bubbling up, and I thought, Giannis just saved the NBA for me. I'm back. I'm back in. Because like, he, he proved that it's possible. He proved that, that you can get Chris Middleton and him, like two guys that that nobody wanted. Like Giannis, was, they, they, they were showing like the draft highlights of when he was drafted, and he's coming down. Like he, When he goes onto the stage when he's drafted, he's coming down from the crowd because he wasn't invited to the draft. He went there on his own. It's and he's coming insane. down to the, and and you're just watching that whole scene and you're like, yes, it can happen. You can the, there there is hope. If you're the Detroit Pistons and you're watching this, you're saying to yourself, we can draft Kate Cunningham, we can make Kate Cunningham happy, and maybe someday we can win a, a an NBA championship. It's possible. Oklahoma City fans are watching that and they're like, oh my God, if if like our city people might think our city sucks, but like Milwaukee's not better than us. Like you know, and if they can do it, we can do it. And it makes me so happy. Small market mark is is beaming. I'm morning, so happy. It makes me so happy to hear you say that. And I also think that in addition to giving fans hope and giving small markets hope that like, okay, if Milwaukee can do it, if Giannis can choose to stay there, if that's an option, if that's possible, I think it also kind of gives players the leeway to say, hold on, wait a second. If I'm worried about my legacy, because, you know, athletes will say they're not, but who isn't? I'm worried about my legacy and I'm not an athlete. Like yeah. if you see the love and the devotion that Giannis has from fans, from the nation sort of at large, maybe you start thinking, hey, wait a second. What if it would be more satisfying or just as satisfying to win in a smaller place, to be a a, a massive fish in a yep. smaller pond, still playing against all the other big fish in the big ponds? Like there's something kind of cool about that. And I wonder if Giannis doing it and if Chris Middleton doing it and if this sort of ragtag group of, you know, lovable sports guys are going to make that option more attractive. I don't think they are. That's the bummer of this. Do you it's not? Like, like, I do, think, because do you... I think I genuinely think this again. This is going to sound like I'm just like a super old man, but I genuinely believe this in my heart that all, your average NBA player, NBA superstar. I don't know how to phrase it. Like I, I, I don't think guys care about basketball that much. I genuinely don't. I believe that guys like they love the lifestyle. They love being famous they love being rich they love they love winning because winning then affords them an awesome life 
And I'm not talking about every guy. There are obviously exceptions, but to the the, the point I want to make is that like Giannis is an obvious exception, and right. that's what makes it so cool. Is like this guy would would you could you could pick the he would play in and and pick pick a shitty city in this country, <laughs> and if that's where he got drafted, he's like I don't care. I just like love competing. He's not. You don't get the feeling that he's like friends with guys on the other team, which I don't need this to be. I don't need all the players to hate each other. But there is something as a fan that you're like watching that where like guys are chummy with each other all the time and you're like what what is what am i watching here like what what it makes it feel more like an act of when they compete it feels like they're pulling a con on us the fans that they're like they're like we're orchestrating this deal where we can just like convince these people that we care about this or that and then we'll all meet up at the the club later tonight and high five each other and count our money you know like that's the vibe you get sometimes and to have guys like Giannis come along and you're like oh this guy it it just i don't know it it feels i guess my the i I, I hear what you're saying, and I think that you're probably right. I guess my question is, I think that people are largely very dumb. And I think that, I mean, I think that I am very dumb in the sense that, like, when you see someone do something that seems cool, you think, maybe I should do that. You know, yeah, and I wonder yeah. if Giannis is such a shining example of, like, oh, that's an option that people, that it yeah. will sort of turn the tables of what is seen as cool or, you know, and, and maybe not. It, it, this could be very, you know, Pollyanna, naive, ever hopeful Charlotte of me. But I do wonder if there isn't a slight bit of that, that maybe even if only a few guys go in that direction, we'll see that become like, oh, okay, you know, of course you can do it with a super team or like, of course you can do it in in New York or my, well, <laughs> Not New York, but um, you know, <laughs> LA. Huh? Um, and it's like, well, what if you could do it somewhere else too? Maybe yeah. that's like a cooler, you know. And and who's to say? But I do think that 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 was an interesting. You know what I'm wondering now that I'm thinking about it is, uh, is it an American versus international deal where, like, something about the American oh, wow. basketball player is raised to desire certain things because of i don't know i I have to piece that together because i'm I'm thinking about other guys other guys that i I believe will like i i I think of Jokic at denver like i i I could be wrong but it feels to me like Jokic will be at denver he's like i don't care where i play like i just like whatever he gives me that vibe too where he just wants to he wants to come over play basketball and then the offseason go back and and wrestle bears or whatever the hell he does back yeah. home and, and you just you just see pictures of him like smoking cigarettes and riding tricycles or whatever you're like what the hell is this guy's offseason and and you realize like he he's not trying to play in Miami he doesn't want that life I'm just you know? laughing cuz I, I I had this vision in my head of like scouts for small market teams going over and like brainwashing young basketball players oh, yeah. to be like the hottest cities in America, in America are actually yeah. Milwaukee, Denver, yeah. Yeah. Oklahoma oh, city. Yeah. Yeah. Indianapolis. And Indianapolis. <laughs> Detroit are, also very Detroit, hot. That's where you want to be. Famous people live there, you know, just yeah. like the, all these international guys who don't know American geography well enough to know that those aren't like the big. Yeah. Market. Right. Right. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm still piecing together that theory, but I, I do th- that. That is, that is kind of disheartening to me sometimes. Cause I do feel that way that like guys play basketball so they can, I, I don't know, but I, but at the same time, I understand that's hypocritical, hypocritical. Cause I, I don't live to work. I work to live too. So like, I kind of get it, but I don't know that what? that's, that's always the art. That's always the debate I have with myself, Charlotte, about like mm-hmm. player empowerment stuff is like, I obviously understand the motivations. I think guys should, you, you have the right to want to, to better your life, make yourself happy, do what's best for yourself, your family, et cetera, et cetera. But 
in my mind, there's kind of no denying that like when those when you start stacking those decisions up, it makes the product worse. If you know what I mean? So there's like the balance that has to happen of like, and, and I feel like the, the thing got thrown, uh, the, 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 the balance, it was imbalanced, Charlotte, that, that, that guys were good for them. They were making great decisions for themselves. But when I looked up the product that was the NBA was not a- appealing to me whatsoever. And now I feel like it's a, it could be appealing again. If, if you have guys like Giannis, you have guys like Jokic, Damian Lillard, for the love of God, do not demand a trade. Just get, stay in Portland, please. We need it. The game needs it. Stay in Portland. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's 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 where I arrived with it all. So I don't know. Maybe that, that makes me. I, maybe that no, makes no, me. No, no, no. I, I think I that what you've hit on is that this isn't a problem with individuals. This isn't about player empowerment. It's about the system got messed up somewhere, so yes. that the product suffered because something, some, some clause or some lever wasn't pulled that would make things remain attractive to players to stay in these in yes. these other teams. And I also think that. On a base level, there's something kind of, you know, romantic about sports and that as people watching, you kind of want to believe that it was all like it was when you were little, when like people played for the love of the game, like before money got in the way. And it's like, obviously, it's not like that. It's not like that for us in our lives. But like watching sports, it's very easy to project that veil of nostalgia of like, God, I wish things were simple the way they were when I was a kid. Yes, I think you're right. Yeah. And and I do think like now that I'm, I'm hearing us talk it out, like I do think that likening athletes professional athletes to us is stupid it's stupid both good and bad it's stupid to like give them the benefit of the doubt and be like well you know if if i had my druthers i'd want to live in downtown manhattan and you know like as opposed to oklahoma city so like i don't right. how, how could i fault it? that's stupid but also it's stupid like in their favor where like you know a, a fight breaks out on the court and then you're the guy that's like you know if i punch my coworker, <laughs> i would be in prison for the next you know, like guys that say like, that's stupid. Right. So I think like the whole, so maybe just don't do that at all, I guess. Right. And, right. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I well, just it's know a question that of like, I just know that. And I, I, I have come to the conclusion that there's like a right way to, 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 to win a championship and the Milwaukee bucks did it the right way. <laughs> and go. I don't care. That's what and, and as you said, to. like, it means more like, like Giannis winning that title and Dirk winning for the Mavs is worth like five titles that, that if, if Kevin Durant goes on to win five titles between the Warriors and the Nets and all that, like Giannis, Giannis one will mean more to me as a fan than, than anything Durant does, unless he like basically goes back to Oklahoma city and it's like, all right, I'm, it's come full circle. I'm going to do my LeBron. Sleeves. He's yeah. like, okay, let's I'm gonna go. I'm going to do a LeBron move, go back to the, the original team and try to lead this garbage franchise to a title here. Um, I don't know. So that that's, I, I believe in the NBA again though, Charlotte. That's all I want to say. That's is all I that believe matters. in the NBA. So. That's all. I'm so happy. Look at you smiling. I which think is, this might be the now, most genuinely happy I've ever seen. I just picture Adam Silver somewhere like tinting his fingers and just being like, we got him. We get that <laughs> stupid idiot. All it took was one. He's like, he's like, you're going to have to suck on a, a Lakers Nets finals next year. You son of a bitch. Cause we gave you the one and now I got you. <laughs> I don't care. Cause we have this, we have this smile. We have this podcast yeah, recorded yeah. forever. Yeah. Um, should we, should we do our lists? Please. We have a, we have a fun one. I'm excited about these. These are, um, 
Guys we want to see win a championship or girls. Um, people we think should win rings. Mark, can you help me? I can never say this, this concisely. Is, uh, this is so the – yeah, I'm not going to say concisely. The, the conceit is that uh, we thought Chris Paul was the guy that hadn't won the ring that we wanted to see win the ring. As it turns out, it was Giannis. So these are the, the athletes who have not won a ring that we want to see win a ring now. Yes. Now that Giannis you. has done it, uh, Chris Paul, spoiler alert, not on my list. <laughs> no, same. Uh-huh. Sorry, Chris. Uh, one other thing I want to say when you said um, comparing us to basketball players is stupid. Yesterday, um, before the finals, I played two-on-two basketball. What? Um, just like out on a in real like life a court or on like a fun. video game? Yeah. Oh. No, in real life. <laughs> I, after, not, I'm not even kidding. After seven minutes, I was so tired that I lay down on the court. And I was like... How do they do this for so long? Especially if you're over 30. Like it was my neck, my entire back is just like killing me today. That's what I'm saying. It's very impressive what they do out there. Anyway, moving on. Oh, uh, I wanted to say before before we do a list, uh yeah. Jim Jim Paschke is the guy's name, the announcer um that yes. I mentioned earlier. Um so Giannis had a shirt that said like I love Paschke or something. And this guy had was an announcer for the Bucks for a million years, and this was his last I guess it ends up being his last game, but this was his last season. And uh, for Giannis to to do that in that moment, you know, because you know you, you, he he didn't like I don't know he didn't you, have you know to do it saying. he didn't have to do it and he did he didn't forget the little people again gonna break my heart in five years when Giannis well, is uh, playing for the Heat and and he wins a title and like stands up on the scores table just pounds his chest and he's like I did this. <laughs> It's going to be heartbreaking, well, you know, but for now, we have now. So All I'll say is that it sounds like you're emotionally hedging yeah, right now. I think so. so I'm going to write off what you just said as as only that. <laughs> All right, let's get to the list. Okay. Um, you want to go first? I can. Yeah, why not? I'll, or should I'll, I go uh, first? I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll go first. I don't mind. Okay. I usually let like, you go first, but you want, let's mix it up. Why not? Yeah, why not? Is there is there a reason to to? I couldn't remember. I said that because I couldn't remember whether I usually go first or not. I'll go first. How about that? Uh, my number number five on my list of guys I've never won a title that I want to see win a title now is uh, Damian Lillard with the with with the caveat only if he stays in Portland. If he demands <laughs> to trade, like the rumors are swirling that he's going to demand a trade that he he wants out of Portland, um, which I I uh, is kind of inevitable. Like I I I see where this is going, but for <laughs> right now in this moment in time. Those reports, to my knowledge, have not been fully confirmed, and he yep. is still a Portland Trailblazer. So for right now, Damon Lillard is number five. He would probably be higher on my list if I knew for a fact that he was going to stay in Portland the rest of his career. I love the guy. I love how hard he plays. I love how he goes about his business. I love uh, just everything about it. He, he has been very consistent from the moment he entered the league that like super teams are not for him, that that he he's happy in Portland, that that like this is where he wants to end his career. <laughs> God damn it! It's gonna break my heart, Charlotte. <laughs> I, know, I know. I'm, I'm laughing. And I'm I, laughing. I just think it'd be so cool if Damon Lillard stayed in Portland and got his Giannis moment next year, the year after, whenever it is. But also, I understand that that's not happening with the team. You know, that he has. we will revisit this in the next few weeks. Yeah, yeah. When it all shakes out. <laughs> um. Okay. Number five on my list is Harry Kane. Um, oh, okay. 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 Because nice. he is now lost in the semifinals or the finals in the largest club competition, the largest European international competition, and the largest global international competition. He hasn't won <laughs> all of them. 
Oof. And Oof. it sucks because he is, he, what is he, the captain of the English the national the English team? team yeah. He's on Tottenham Hotspur. Yep. He is he is beloved and he just keeps losing. And I, I looked him up. I don't think there's I don't think he's a bad guy, right? Like he's <laughs> I, I, I was like, is there something bad about this guy? Like <sighs> I just love the idea of you Googling, is Harry Kane a bad guy? Enter. Yeah, I, like, I search mm, no, Yeah, looks, I was like looks good to me. Seems fine. Yeah, how does so, that work? What do you search? Do you search like Harry Kane assault and <laughs> yeah. Harry Kane? Uh, literally I do. Burn down his house with his wife maybe in it. Yes, I search. Oh, no I search. Okay, well, I search really horrible things, and when I'm like, no result. Okay, I'm uh, I'm cool with this guy. <laughs> it's so Dude, uh, I'm laughing because it's depressing. Not this is know, a shallow but. question that um I'm I, I I'm sorry for asking, but it was put on my radar recently, and I whatever. Uh, is Harry Kane handsome? Yeah. Okay, that's all I needed. All right. I'm right. gonna Google. I'm gonna image. I had a gonna... I had a Hillary Swank uh, on the office. Well, he uh, type situation yeah. with somebody where uh, <laughs> is Hillary is is Harry Kane handsome? We're like, well, he's got good features, but also he looks very English. <laughs> That's the thing. That's why I like. Yes, he is because. When you watch him play, you're like, oh, that's a handsome dude. But here's, then it, you go to Google Images and you're like, oh, yep, definitely here's my looks argument like a Brit. <laughs> my argument against it was that I think he's handsome because you know he's a world-class soccer player and like a, a professional athlete. Well, that's but, like he's in, also, but like athletes are – the reason athletes are attractive is because they're physically graceful. So like you watch them yeah, play sports exactly. if they're good at sports and like if, they're 10 times hotter. If Harry Kane gets out of the limo on The Bachelorette, are you are you saying to yourself that guy might win it? It depends how charming he is. You're okay. like, it depends how charming this guy is. Let's put it that way. All right. All right. Number four on my list is a man by the name of Ricky Fowler who has <gasps> been playing professional golf for quite some time and has n- never in his career, Charlotte, won a major championship. I love this. R- Ricky okay. Fowler is uh, – he- here's the rundown of his best major ch- finishes. In the Masters, he finished second in 2018. In the PGA Championship, he finished tied for third in 2014. In the U.S. Open, he finished tied for second in 2014. <laughs> and in the Open Championship, a.k.a. the British Open, is what we call it in America, he finished tied for second in 2014. He has finished top three in every single major that exists in golf. He has not won any of them. He is, to my knowledge, uh, let me let me Google real quick. Ricky Fowler, what are we Googling? Bad stuff? Ricky Fowler. I bad. don't think he's a bad, I don't think he's bad. Bad guy. <laughs> I don't think he's bad. No, not 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 a bad guy, according to Google. <laughs> um, yeah, he, he's he's awesome. Like every every time I see him do an interview or see, you know, maybe again, you get cynical because you never know how much of his PR spin or whatever. But uh, he seems pretty genuine to me. The picture, mm-hmm. the famous picture of of all the guys kissing their girlfriends and wives or whatever, and and he's just shrugging his shoulders on the Ryder Cup team. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think that kind of endeared him to me forever. I remember mm-hmm. when he he got on the PGA Tour and he was kind of just looked like a snot nosed dude that would wear orange and looked like a Justin Bieber wannabe. And like I thought he would be just the biggest punk ever. Yeah. And then I went to a PGA event in Columbus uh-huh. and uh, I was there for, it was actually practice. It was the, one of the, one of the, uh, the practice rounds before the Memorial in Columbus, Ohio. Mm-hmm. And I was just walking around. There weren't a ton of fans there. Cause this is a practice round. And I watched Ricky Fowler, every single kid that came up to that guy, he would not just like stop and shake their hand and talk to him. He would, he would like give them as much time as they wanted in the middle of his round like he's he's playing oh, a, he's so playing a hole sweet. and then he's trying to go over to tee off on the next hole but he stops hands a kid a thing signs an autograph asks where you're from all that kind of stuff and i was like i might be wrong about this guy he might not be a snot nose 
you know punk punk yeah he might actually be a good dude so i've always cheered for him i've always liked him but also uh he's never won a major so i I would like to see ricky fowler get his uh get his moment in the sun i would love that too it's also been about what five years since he's finished pretty highly yeah Um, it's been a while i i feel if it's gonna happen i feel like a sergio garcia type deal where sergio he won the Masters, right? Sergio came back yeah. and won the Masters, like when it felt yeah. like he was kind of done. I would love that for Ricky Fowler. That just Same. like you look up and you're like, oh my god, is that Ricky Fowler again? And he's 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 killing he's, it. Wow. He also is the one who has like that horrible hat tan all of the time. He does, yeah. Isn't he? he I mean, all of them do, but I know, the, but like, Ricky's is does. like awful. And yeah. I loved. That's why I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I just love that. You should do it. That's a great. This is a great blog post idea for you or something. Uh, do an article of breaking down. Just find pictures of golfers with their hats off and all the, the tan lines, and just break down like who's got the the who's the fun. What's the funniest picture of a golfer tan line you you can possibly find on the internet? Oh my god, Mark! I'm doing. The, I'm writing this go, next week. I love. Go. I'm gonna go from like a very serious, long, very involved, reported softball story and be like, who has the best sock tan on the PGA tour? Done done um all right number four in mine is lamar jackson and this might be a surprising pick because i think that he's young still um he is he's what 26 27 like he he's sort of but the reason i'm putting him on my list is because i think he falls into the Giannis camp i think everybody agrees that he's wildly talented um and he's also been mvp um Mm -hmm. but it's getting dangerously close to like i hate when people say he can't play well in the playoffs i hate it so much i think that it's a garbage manufactured narrative but i also think that the more he starts not winning stuff the more that's gonna yeah yeah. and it's gonna be hard to you know uh, you're like well uh, you're like football's a team sport and it's like well then how did the other great guys do it you know so um, I want this for Lamar because I, I love Lamar and um, I want to I don't want that narrative to take hold. And I also think it would be really fun to have this be the beginning of his story, the way it's sort of the beginning of Giannis is of like, how many can he win? You know, as opposed yeah. to like, please, I, for the love of God. I forget. Did Gian, did Gian Giannis, uh, Lamar, did he say he had to poop against the Browns or not? I forget. Did He, he was trying he, to say he definitely didn't poop. I think he claimed he he was like, I really didn't, but he was like joking around and having fun with it enough that I was like, I think if he had to, he would tell us. Okay. Okay. Like he was, he huh. was fun about it. Cause if, if Lamar <laughs> would have come out in that press conference and been like, yeah, I had to poop. I would, he would be my, it would be him and Giannis. He'd 1A, be my 1B. favorite NFL player. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like Giannis too, I think uh, part of the reason that discussion of can he do it in the playoffs, even though he's still young is because of, how he plays is so radically yeah. different. He plays a position so different from everybody else Yeah, that you start wondering, like, is there something about your style and do you need to change your style? And Giannis says, no, I don't. In fact, here's a championship to prove it. Yes, And maybe exactly. Lamar will, will, we'll see. I don't know. So that would be nice. <laughs> so that would be nice. <laughs> that would be nice. Uh, number three for me is a man who has now found himself as the second best player on his own team but is somehow might be the best player in the history of the sport he plays. His name is Mike Trout, and he has made the playoffs one time in his career, and he got swept immediately. Um, and th- this has always been the discussion around Mike Trout, is that 
he's as great as he is. No one knows his name. No one knows his face. He's not marketable, et cetera, et cetera. And part of that is because one, he plays in Anaheim, which isn't even the cool part of LA. Like the Dodgers are the only team that really matter to, to the people of Southern California. Number two, he never plays in the playoffs. So the national audience never really is watching Mike Trout. We never have a unified moment where we're all watching Mike Trout play, play baseball. Um, be that as it may, he's a good guy. To my knowledge, again, should I do the Google search? No, no, no. I searched Trout. it. I've already searched Mike Trout. Mike Trout is a uh, is 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 a. Uh, he is, loves his wife, and the only thing he ever puts on Twitter are emojis of airplanes next to where he's traveling. He's, he's a very boring guy, and I I guess like people don't love that about him, but he's harmless and he's an awesome baseball. He's so fun to watch. Like the way the guy plays baseball is insane. He's good at everything. He's literally good at everything there is to do on a baseball field, and uh, I think it'd be so cool for him and Otani to figure out a way to I don't know how it's going to happen because it, 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 you want to talk about a team sport baseball truly is mike trout can't if mike trout and otani could play every position i'm sure joe madden would try I mean, maybe it. they could <laughs> joe rate. madden would be the guy to try it to just be he like would. he would put, he'd be like <laughs> we're gonna put mike trout in center field otani you pitch and just play the infield trout you take the outfield and we're just gonna bat you guys one two one two one two over and over yes. <laughs> and we're gonna have no catcher we're just gonna like yeah. Just throw it at the umpire's balls and <laughs> oh, time. Let's see how many games we can win doing that. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, I want to see Trout. I, a World Series feels pretty ambitious at this point because the guy hasn't even won a playoff game yet. But uh, no, but it, you know, I believe, I believe when he gets healthy. Yeah, he's he's, he's on my back. list, number three. So number three for um, you. Number three for me is Henrik Lundqvist. The most handsome hockey player of all time after Patrick Sharp, maybe tied with Patrick Sharp. Um, he is not technically retired because I know everyone's going to be like, isn't he retired? No, he went to the Capitals for a season after a very long career with the New York Rangers. He has 61 playoff wins, which is the most among active goalies right now. And he stepped away from the game because he's having some heart issues. So he very well could be done forever, but he also very well could not. And I think that of mm. all the guys in hockey, I would like to see this very handsome man. Are you reporting this, by the way, that he could be done forever, but he very well could be not be done? Is this, is, <laughs> yeah. Are you reporting or are you just uh, speculating? I mean, <laughs> I'm reading. I'm reporting what I read on the internet. <laughs> Uh, I also I'm saying that because I wanted to put him on my list and yeah. I didn't want him to be retired. Don't retire. Please don't. <laughs> Please um, don't retire. Hockey guys winning the cup, it, I think that's the most satisfying. The old uh, yes. NBA feels like it's a close second, but I think hockey's definitely number 1 of like seeing a guy who's like 38 finally win his first Stanley Cup. It's the, so good. The way they no, hold that they're thing like, and, they look like they're 60 first of yeah. all. Yeah. The 40 the 38 year old hockey players look like they are someone's grandfather and they're out there on skates. They treat the they treat the Stanley Cup to like it is a fair family heirloom that was like on a ship that was sunk in in the Atlantic Ocean and like someone found the cut and they're like we found it. We found it. We found and they're like oh my god and the way they hold that thing is like I cannot believe <laughs> I can't they, believe- the Stanley Cup is the necklace at the end of Titanic. Yes, what you're it saying. is. Yes, yes, it is. And they're holding on to it, just like oh my. And it's uh, it, it's always a great scene when old dudes that have never won it win the Stanley Cup. So I like that pick. That's a good pick. Thank you. Uh, speaking of guys that may or may not be retired, uh, at number two on my list is Larry Fitzgerald, who uh, is 
in limbo himself and has not said one way or another whether he's done. Um, I feel like it, reading the tea leaves, I feel like Larry Fitzgerald's like just kind of waiting for someone who's a heavy Super Bowl favorite to say, hey, Larry, come join Pick our team. Up. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be mad. That's one situation where I'd be like, great. And I want to be like, can someone tell me who wins the Super Bowl next year? And then can they pick up Larry Fitzgerald? All around nice dude. Great dude. Uh, Been with the Cardinals forever is, is the best is he's, he's gotta be the best Cardinals player of all time, right? Like he's, he is the guy. He's the guy. I can't name another one. He is the Arizona Cardinal. Um, And maybe that's part of it is like he, he, he doesn't want to just be blatantly, I want out of Arizona like Aaron Rodgers is with the Packers. So he's like, I'm kind of semi-retired in hopes <laughs> that like the Cardinals, he's trying to get a, he's trying to do something where like the Cardinals move on without him. And then he's like, you know what? Maybe he I'm wants not- them to break up with <laughs> yes, him. Yes. So the moment they break up with him, he's like, I, you know what? I've given a lot of thought. I don't think I want to retire, but you I'm guys get don't back want- out there. <laughs> Shucks. You guys don't want me back though. So I guess, I guess I'm going to go join the chiefs. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Weird. Tom Brady gave me a call. And um, I do think, I wonder though, you know, they've got JJ Watt now. They've got Kyler Murray. Maybe he's, maybe he's just waiting to see how good those guys he's, are. He's waiting for like pro football focus to put their algorithm together to say how many wins the Cardinals are going to get this year before he decides <laughs> to come back to the Cardinals. That's it. He's like, run the algorithms. How good are we going to be? <laughs> like, All right. I'll, the, sign, I'll what is the What does the NFC West look like? How good are the Niners? How good are the how good are the Rams? All right, all right. Maybe I'll maybe I'll come back. Talk right. to me about the Seahawks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, that's great. I love that pick. Um, number two for me is one who is number five for you. I got Dame. Oh wow! I really want wow. because he. I want him. He is someone that I get very frustrated about sports not being fair. Where yeah. I'm like, there is no reason. There's no reason that this guy who is so good should not have won when other guys who are as good but not yeah. better have won. I get really pissed. I, too, would love to see him do it with Portland. But also, I'm sort of in the camp where if he has to leave to do it somewhere else, I'm fine with that. Because I want him to – because I think he is such a generational talent that I just want him to have a ring so no one can be like, Dame wasn't that great. I think it depends on where he goes now that I'm thinking about it. Like, if, if okay. Dame leaves Portland, he has to go somewhere – likable and what does that mean i don't know i think it's i don't <laughs> I was gonna say so <laughs> where can he go i don't know you feel it in your heart it's, it's, no you can't go to the team that just won the title no get out of here um it's 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 like i said when we were talking about like i don't think phoenix is a small market because i had the plastic surgery idea where i was like it, it's, <laughs> that, I, I feel that way about like the team that dame can go to you just kind of like i don't want to i it's just a feeling it's just like you, you you know when you see the headline and whether or not yeah. like because weirdly if dame went to the knicks i think that plays i think if dame and Miller goes to the knicks I, yes. I think that plays. The if problem Damian is Lillard, he wouldn't have anyone to pass the ball to because they'd have to give up their entire team to get I know. But uh, it's not a small market, big market thing, I don't think. Because, yeah, if you went to the Bucks, that's garbage. And I hate that because they just won the title, you know? Right. But if he goes to the Knicks, if he goes to New York, I don't have a problem with it because it's the Knicks and they are the right. Knicks. Um, so I don't know. I, I'll know it when I see it, Charlotte. But I think that okay. matters. It's like what franchise Damian Lillard ends up going to if he goes to the Brooklyn Nets or the Lakers or got like one of you know the Miami. Those Heat. Those are the only no. two I think. I think even the Heat at this point, if he went to if he and Jimmy Butler played together, I'd be psyched about that. The Heat, yeah, I th- I think the Heat. It's just that 
I, I think you're right. I think I would. I, I, I think talk it's really just okay. LA and yeah. the Nets that he that we don't want him to go to. The Lakers and Nets are the two. Yeah. Yes. Or if he forms his own super team somehow, which he can't, because the the Portland kind of has the control, right? Like if we're yeah. more or less, but or do they? I don't even know how the NBA works anymore. That you could just kind of say like, I want to be traded here, and they do it. I never knew how the NBA works, <laughs> so I'm no what idea. What about the What about the Sixers? Ben Simmons for Damian Lillard type trade. I think that's most likely. But what and do, I would where, be where do we fine land on the? That yeah, Philly teams. I know that's what I'm saying. Where do we land on that? If like he gets traded, I'd be to the good. I'd be good. Not for him. I'd be a little bummed that I'd have to like. I, yeah. I would be bummed because it would mean the Sixers had to win a championship for Dame to get one. But I would be happy for him, and I would support him in that. Yeah. What about like the Wizards for Russell Westbrook? He swaps or and him and Bradley. B. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to I think. Irrationally of like where hate I hate DC teams, and I don't know why. Yeah. Probably because I lived there for a year. <laughs> <laughs> and I was not the happiest camper. Sounds pretty um, rational to me. <laughs> all right. There you go. Number one for me is a uh is is a pretty biased pick, but I don't care. I'm gonna say it anyway. Mike Conley. My my former teammate who is the greatest teammate I've ever had, maybe the greatest human being to ever be a professional athlete. I love this man so much. He is the <laughs> nicest guy you will ever meet. He is uh you can't say enough good things about him. And he was stuck in Memphis forever, which Memphis people, Memphis fans, lovely city, lovely franchise. They love their they love their team. But you also know that like Mike Conley was stuck in Memphis. This is why the franchise traded him to Utah in the first place. Because you said, Mike, go win a championship. You did it with Marcus Salt too. Go to the Toronto, win a championship. We appreciate all you've done for us. He goes to Utah. They were the one seed this year. They choke in in historic fashion against the Clippers. Uh, one of the worst collapses we've ever seen in an NBA playoff game, certainly in a in, in a closeout game like that. Um, it, it was unbelievable how bad they choked against the Clippers. Now Mike's a free agent. I don't know what he's going to do. I don't know what he's thinking. My fear is that he might sign with the Lakers <laughs> or the Nets or something. Uh but you won't be but mad because it's Mike. I won't be mad because it's Mike. And I'll just be – if he, if he comes to L.A., I'm going to go to every single game and, like, paint my chest and be like, let's go. I'm going to be the guy, like, dangling the chain that's like, Lakers. <laughs> you know you're that gonna guy? Make, you're going to make Anchor. Mike buy you a boat is what you're going to do <laughs> yeah, if he goes yeah. to L.A. You're going to have him move into your building and you're going to have him buy a boat. Mike Conley is – is he deserves so much more than he's gotten in his career. Um, and he's too, he's too nice of a guy to ask for it. He should be on the Olympic team it's it makes no sense whatsoever that this man has never played in one of the olympics because he is the perfect fiba uh point guard i don't understand why he's never been invited there he, he got invited to, he finally made an all-star game this year because enough guys like backed out or got hurt or whatever happened um and and that's stupid and if mike conley was like a little bit meaner he would have got he would have made four all-star games he would have a gold medal already you know and he's just like too nice of a guy. He never asked for it. He's never like, he's like, oh, okay, yeah, that's cool. No, I don't, I, that's fine. Go, good luck to you guys in the Olympics, whatever. And he's never in a post-game press conference like, why the hell am I not in the All-Star game? This is stupid. Right. And I have to do it for him. Get Mike, get Mike Conley a championship. Sign him with the Lakers. Let's go. <laughs> Here we done. go. You know, I almost put him on my list and our producers were like, mm, you don't I don't, you don't I have don't to. Think you to. <laughs> and it's because we have enough overlapping already that I'm like, ah, I oh, see. I oh. see. I was pandering. I have an to, idea uh, who your number one might be. Yeah. Well, it's ahead. Mike Trout yeah. and okay. Shohei Otani. And Shohei doesn't, he's got time, but I want them to do it together. And it's absurd to me that Trout hasn't won a playoff game. This is a man who he loves. Do you know how much he loves the weather? 
No. Is oh, that he when... loves weather. He he's tweeting about weather. He has videos of storms. He like films himself driving in the rain. Like this man is sort of a low key, boring national treasure. And <laughs> you can't say everyone's like he's the best player in baseball, but no one cares about him. And it's like, well, maybe if we get him into enough postseason games, then people are going to start caring. So. I just want this for him, and I want him to do it with our favorite player, Otani. Mm-hmm. And um, that's all I have to say about that. Also, does Mike Conley have a German Shepherd, or did I make that up? Oh, no, he does. I, did, did we talk about this on the show yeah. already? That well, his, I don't his... remember if we talked about it on the show or if you just told me. No, yeah, he has a German Shepherd, uh, and his father, my understanding, or at least, uh, I don't know how to say it. His, his, I think his trains dad like, them? trains them or breeds them or something. Yeah, I, I, I think I told you that story. That yeah, he, you uh, told me, and you were like, you didn't know it, that his dad, because you said like, oh, your dog's so well-trained. And yeah, he's like, he yeah, like, duh. Yeah, obviously. And, and then I like, said what? something. I think I like. I think I talked to Greg Odin about it. I was like, yeah. I was like, did you know that like Mike's dad? Like he's like, yeah. What the hell, dude? Like we grew up with the guy. You don't remember? I was like, no. How does that? <laughs> That's a wild thing and to then, not know. And about. Then I just kept calling like every mutual friend, like trying to get someone to be like, what? And every single person's like, how do you not know that, dude? And I'm like, it's what so is good. what is happening here? I think about that every time I see Mike yeah. play. Big German Shepherd guy. So there you go. Um, Same. Great list. Great list. Who, Great who's the list. most likely of all the guys that we put on our list? Who's the most likely to get it done first? Let me think about it. Um, uh, I think Trout. I think Mike Conley going to the Lakers. <laughs> I'm going to the title <laughs> next year. Uh, there you go. It's Ricky not going to be Ricky Fowler. <laughs> it's not going to be Ricky Fowler, but it might. Like the thing about golf is that it's like sneaky how it just is like, it like guys, it could be. <laughs> you know, like guys just kind of come out of nowhere. Like all it could take for Ricky Fowler is like, I'm going to take the next three months and like care about golf again. And then like he shows right. up and like he's great. And you're like, that's all it took the whole time. Also, Ricky Fowler doesn't he and don't don't he and Jordan Spieth and one other guy always go on these like boat trips in Hawaii. Yeah. yeah. So maybe if he like takes one less boat trip, then he'll be back. In <laughs> yeah. Phil yeah. won at fifty. So like, what are we talking about? Yeah, but th- th- that seems to be a theme with golf though. Is like guys just kind of disappear and then they come back. That's why I think it's and it's easier because you don't have to like to win a title on it's an individual sport one uh two the the team sports you have to be good all year to even make the playoffs to then win it golf it's like you just get hot for four days and win the thing yeah go go back to go back to boat trips that's all it took (laughs) i just wanted one just wanted to get hot for four days it's like Um, me playing basketball hot for one day (laughs) for seven minutes (laughs) do you play do you play anymore uh, I just agreed to play in a men's league starting in August, so we'll see. Well, how it that is goes. exhausting, so buckle it's, up. Yeah, it's it's tough. I don't I know th- if you know this, but basketball is very tiring, Mark. Really interesting. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. It makes you wonder <laughs> You're how I be sore. How is how did I how did I play my whole life and still be fat? That's that's I a, don't know, man. Because I think marble. I lost ten pounds playing for seven <laughs> I think minutes. That is the. <laughs> that's like impressive i need science to explain that to me how did i play basketball my whole life and i was what were you, always let like me ask you a question what were you eating uh, that's a good question mm-hmm. <laughs> garbage there it is. garbage mashed at all potatoes. time mashed potatoes and steak <laughs> <laughs> and uh bread oh. and butter and and various other things uh anything else before we go is there anything else oh. you want to touch on yeah just one thing we have two things sorry we have a new producer we have mr jim cunningham who both you and yep. I have worked with before. We are huge Jim Cunningham fans. There is a picture of producer Jim wearing his outfit, making fun of Suns fans. And that's a wig under the jersey. Those of you who can't see, 
we will tweet this out as a formal welcome. Yeah, he's got he's got chest hair. He's got a wig for chest. This is this is how Jim's brain works. Is that he just Jim has more wigs than any human being I've ever met, just because he wants to. <laughs> and, <laughs> you never and, know when you're going to need to take a picture of yourself posing as a Suns fan. To, you never know. Yeah, Jim is a uh, yeah. Jim, Jim is uh, uh, he has been hired at Fox Sports. He's going to be helping out our show. He's helping out my show with Tate Frazier called Titus and Tate. Um, and, uh, I'm very excited because Jim is, I, I, I will say this. I would never say this to his face. He's not, I, I think he's cut out of this call. I don't think he's listening right now. So no, I'll he say, is I'll say super on it. Oh, well, never mind. I take it back. Now I'm you have to say, say it. it. You have to say it. Jim is, Jim is the one person I've ever worked with in my life that I have no problem saying is more creative than I am and, and funnier wow. than I am and all that. Like there are, to be fair, there are a lot of people that are more creative that I've worked with and are funnier. But if you said that to my face, I would be offended. And Jim is the one guy that I would be like, no, I'll give it to him. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, well, I mean. If you same. said like Tate was more creative than me, I'd be like, no, hang on a second. You know, like I would, I would fight you're you like, on it. You're like, Charlotte's way funnier. Mark's yeah, like, like, all no, right, I'm no, done. No, the not. show's over. No. <laughs> Jim's the one person I'm like, yeah, I'll give it to him. He definitely is. So uh, I'm excited to have him on board and and see if if, if the show gets a little more insane. And, and the coming weeks, Jim. it's Jim's fault. So there. Also, you go. Jim knows more about sports than I've ever forgotten. So I mean, no, Jim's forgotten more about sports than I have ever known. <laughs> he switched the flip. Is that what you said? <laughs> he, he switched the. Something's going on with my brain. Also, watching the finals last night, I realized I think I need glasses. Oh yeah. Yeah, I couldn't read the word. I'm getting old. Anyway, uh, one of the things. You didn't thing, know the Bucks until like a half an hour after the game was, I was over. Like, I can't see. I was watching TV like this. I was like. <laughs> Um, also Jeff Bezos went to space and I hate it. Yeah. yeah and I think same. it's sports. <laughs> Je- I, I can I, feel, I felt like watching Jeff Bezos go to, go to space. I was like, this is sports. I was like, Jeff Bezos this- is, I feel like this should be somehow on ESPN and Fox sports and NBC sport. Like every major sports network somehow should be covering it. And we should be talking about how awful it is. Well, we should give Jeff Bezos going to space the sports media treatment, which is to say it's garbage and who wears a goddamn cowboy hat? Like, what I don't is understand. it? He rides I, a giant penis into space and yeah. everyone's like, what an innovation. And it's like... No, hang on a second. Was he even in space? Or was it... Yeah, did he, he just was, get the penis? Was it just the tip? Because <laughs> it felt like... <laughs> it felt Charlotte. You remember the guy a few years ago who... Uh, <laughs> You remember the guy a few years ago who who went up really high in in, in space and then skydived? Yeah, the Oracle guy who jumped yeah. out of space. Into he jumped the out and then and skydived, and we all watched it, and we we're like, "Why are we watching this?" And it's like, "Cause this is America, and this is how this works." Is like once a year, some stupid special like this happens, and we all watch a guy in jeans tightrope across the game canyon or something. I don't know. Just watch the damn thing. Watch Joey Chestnut eat the hot dogs. Don't ask questions. Um. And this guy was skydiving, and I'm pretty sure I don't have the math to back this up, but mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Jeff Bezos went to like the exact same height that this guy <laughs> skydived out of. That doesn't count as space. No, it's like what a little bitch! You were in a <laughs> giant metal dick, and someone else jumped out of a capsule yeah. with just a suit on. Yes. Like, and you come down and you think you're so cool, and you're wearing your stupid little hat, and you're and- like. Ugh. I don't know. I was I was fired up about it. And then the other thing, like somewhere in the Illuminati newsletter that Jeff Bezos sent out to all his fellow <laughs> Illuminati people, he said to be sure to call this historic. And I, because I kept seeing like people talk like Jeff Bezos returns from his historic trip to space. What about this was historic? 
Like what, what is, 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 what is the threshold for the historic now? I guess like technically it happened. Like, is that, if something happens, it's, it's by nature historic. That this, we just, the like, recording of this podcast is historic. historic. Cause I'm like, I thought historic meant like, this has never happened before. Like what you're witnessing, you have never seen before. And I, it's like what a rich guy do stupid shit. A rich guy go like uh, up in space and then come back. Like he didn't. Like have we not been going to space since the sixties? I'm so confused by like Richard Branson just did this like last week, didn't he? he Jeff Bezos isn't even the first rich <laughs> to go to space. Like much less. <laughs> I mean, what about also, this is historic, Jeff? This isn't historic. You're not historic. Shut up. Also, no, there's nothing historic about this. Also, he afterwards, a reporter said, you went into space. It's basically long lines of like, Jeff, you went into space a little bit. Does it make you want to go into space more? And he goes, hell yeah. And then laughed maniacally for like 10 minutes. And I also, there was a great tweet where someone, I mean, I had a great tweet about it, but I'm not going to say that my tweet was great, do, but I had we, a really good tweet We about should it. do top five lizard person power rankings and, and, <laughs> in honor of Jeff Bezos. And like, where do you like, – top five lizard lizard people that are in sports. And Jeff Bezos is on there now because he – He just he, – doesn't that feel like sports to you? Didn't that – I was it like, does, should we – like, he was going to space and I was like, oh, well, that's obviously what we'll talk about on the podcast tomorrow. And then I was like, that's technically not sports. Yeah, I it it does feel like sports though. I'm I agree with you, but I I Makes but at think. the same time I'm not impressed whatsoever. I don't like I I was so confused by the whole historic thing and like Bezos like Bezos, like, like he he probably just lobbied Congress or NASA to like change the definition of outer space. He probably like went to him. He's like, this is how far my rocket can go. Can you guys change that to like, <laughs> <That's so true. laughs> you know? And here's also, here's seven billion dollars. Make it make sure that like however high I go, you call that outer space. All right, thank you. Like, what the, he, like, went to, he like Glenn, bribed Merriam-Webster's dictionary. John Alan Shepard in like what was that 59, 60, whatever it was, like wrote a microwave around the world. <laughs> John Glenn wrote a <laughs> microwave around the world. And <laughs> and 50 years later, Jeff Bezos like goes up to skydive and doesn't even jump out. And now we have to pretend like we're impressed. Shut up, Jeff. <laughs> Shut up. Go home, Jeff. Go home, also, Jeff. really tough look. When like the West Coast is on fire to be like, I'm just gonna I'm gonna sit this one out and like peace off to space. All right. Oh, let's wrap this That's up. All I'm I have gonna to say about that. I've used the F word far too many times on the show. We'll let's bleep get it this out. Thing over. Um all right, see you guys. <laughs>